Hey everybody, welcome to the Dictate the Game podcast. I'm your host, Eric St. Peter. We have a new podcast, and we're going to be uh, doing it on the website weekly. We're hoping to do it every single uh, Sunday. And if you don't know too much about Dictate the Game, we're not just a strategy website. We're not just a tactics website. We're not just a story website. We kind of encompass all three. We have over a thousand viewers a day. We're really uh, hitting the ground running with some new stuff here. And we're going to be talking about that coming up. I wanted to introduce Dom. Hello, Dom. Hello. Guy is here with us today. Hello, how are you doing? And Luke. Hello, how are you doing? Joining us right now also is one of the creators of the website. We were just talking about a little bit before about how the website came to be. And uh, Ryan is with us, one of the three. I mean, man, it was Luke. It, it was if, if I'm not mistaken, it was you and Luke, Ryan. And then it was Dom came on shortly afterwards. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. Uh, so we set this up uh, nearly four years ago in about August. Uh, when I first started uni, I'd been writing for a website called FM Central, and then... Uh, oh, what a throwback. Yeah, I was, um, uh, that's when I first started getting into writing, through Paul Wanless, and then just sort of wanted to do something by myself, and then I knew, knew of Luke, and then we sort of spoke together, get, got like a site sorted, and then we've had quite a few members since then, but we sort of expanded to like a quite a solid foundation now. And uh, it's been nearly four years in the making now, and uh, we're only getting better and better, really. Like, the content is so, so much better than we began with, and I'm really enjoying it. Well, what are you saying about our original content, Ryan? I, I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it's more to do with the members and sort of management teams expanded. Uh, we're sort of getting known in the community a lot more. A lot more people are coming to us for, like, sort of help and advice and sort of feedback from articles, and so it just keeps, keeps on getting better and better. And uh, that's what's interesting for me. I mean, I was aware before I started contributing to Dictate the Game, I was aware of the website because of uh, Tia Busquets. I got, I became aware of the website through there. So a lot of sharing within the community is fantastic. And it gets uh, a lot of other people who might not be doing everything that everybody else is uh, noticed. Like I was talking earlier about the website here. I mean, we do so many different things. I mean, there really is something for everybody. But a lot of other websites aren't like that. Yeah, well, originally when I set this up, um, Luke can back me up on this. We there was used to be a football manager magazine sort of thing, and uh, we tried to sort of replicate that. And I spoke with Cleon about it to begin with, but we sort of like fell out over it. But now me and Cleon are on good terms, and thankfully he does share our work. But it was supposed originally supposed to be like a a magazine, but we couldn't didn't really have the resources or the time to sort of do that. And then we sort of just converted it into a website, and then sort of went from there like obviously the magazine thing would be a great idea but it was really great back then because i remember cleon sent me all the copies of the original versions of it and it was so so good but because it was different as well and then we sort of just followed the pattern of web a website and sort of mm -hmm. expanded from there 
yeah, we we originally started off doing quite a lot of interviews uh, with some uh, some famous footballers, some people in the community. I think we interviewed Jordan Rideout once. We interviewed James Murray. Uh, we interviewed the Northman, who is quite a big uh, person in the FM community. Um, and then more recently, we've done a lot of stuff for like tactical guides and um, ways to play uh, the football manager games. Um, but we've also kept a couple of like real life football things in there as well. So we kind of do a bit of football, a bit of football manager, and then a bit about the kind of the community and stuff. And that's what we're talking about. It's it's a it's a little bit of everything. So it's something for everybody at dictate the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We 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 like to you know we like to inc- include all except except the Ipswich fans. We don't like them. <laughs> I don't know what Luke's gonna have to say about that. Why well, don't you like Ipswich fans? <laughs> you don't like Ipswich fans because you don't like Luke, or no? Uh, my dad's also an Ipswich fan. I think I heard Luke say before we started that he uh, thought Ipswich was gonna take the league this next year. Yeah, well, ninety five points at least. Ninety five points in League One. Yeah. Do you wanna? Is that going on the record? Yeah. You putting some money on that? I'm not putting it on the record, no. <laughs> no, I'm not that I'm not that competent. Eric, do you want to talk about, about like, you know, what got you started writing and you know Yeah. Go for it. I mean, I've been playing the game for about uh for about nine years. I think oh nine was the first time I really uh, started picking up and playing it. I just fell in love with it because I'm a really analytical brain. Like I love um football for one. I like the tactics around it, uh, and I ended up just finding that uh, like other video games that I played became repetitive after a while because it was kind of the same thing over and over again. But I've never played a save in Football Manager that was the same from time to time. So it's got that you can always make something different. You can always find out something different. And the community itself is so broad and and big between age groups and where people are in the world. I mean, just our website we have people from Canada. I'm in the U.S. You guys are in the U.K. So, is there such a broad fan base with so many different people playing this game that's so complicated at the same time so simple? It's just, uh, it's really, really fun, and I've gotten involved in it. I got more into probably tactical replications. If you're reading the replications like uh, Amazing Ajax or the Galacticos, usually those replications are done by me. The most popular one, though, I think, was done by Dom was the uh, Mourinho replication that still, to this day, gets like 50 hits a day. Oh, I think that was me. That wasn't me. That was, that oh, was Guy. Was, it was Guy. Want, Sorry about that. was that. me, yeah. <laughs> do, you wanna, do, you, do you wanna introduce yourself then, Guy? Yeah, so um, I'm Guy. You might know me as FM Vars over on Twitter. Um, so I've been playing since, I think probably 14 was the first game I picked up, so pretty new to FM um, in, in, t- in the broader term, I guess. Um, I think I transitioned from FIFA, probably. Um, I love football, but FIFA just wasn't tactical enough for me and not in-depth enough, especially in the career mode. Um, So, yeah, so that kind of got me to move across to FM and then I just absolutely loved it. So um, I've sort of hammered FM since then, sort of 500-odd hours in in, uh, 16 and 18 and then also this year as well. So, yeah, yeah, I play play it quite a bit. yeah, Football Manager is one of those games that you either chuck 10 hours into a year or you chuck 2,000 hours into a year. Yeah, definitely. Like I want to make it's... everybody feel better about themselves when I look up how many hours I played uh, recently. So what are we talking about? You said you had 500 on 16? I think I've got 500 this year. This year? The... Yeah, this year. <laughs> I've got 500, yeah. I didn't even uh, get I'm... 500 in 2018. Like, oh dear. Yeah. I'm going to get, get really embarrassed in a second. Guess how many hours I have in 2019 already. Oh, like 800? 
1072, yeah. That's that's pretty impressive. I haven't done 70. <laughs> yeah, no. It's uh it's one of those games where you can just leave it running all day and go and do I don't know, wash the dishes or make yourself a cup of tea and just leave it running kind of thing. Yeah. So I wouldn't say I'm like actively playing it for that many hours. No. But it's just kind of on my computer. And um, also I used to do quite a lot of um simulations for the website. Like I when okay, I did yeah. I did a save a uh, very long time ago called uh, Ruin in English Football where I gave a load of teams transfer embargoes and uh, I just kind of project uh, for 40 years, I think it was, and I kind of simulated the whole thing. And so that took quite a lot. To, that's probably took about 45, 50 hours of processing, John just leaving English. it on overnight. Sorry, Luke? Be like John English. Yeah, John. Was it John English? Yeah, it was. So. Yeah, he was one of the players who, who went through Liverpool's Youth Academy and became like an England legend. But yeah, it was. Um, it would do with a surname like that. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's. I would wish I had a player in my take like that. That'd be incredible, Johnny English. <laughs> it's, yeah, and so I think a lot of my more recent years, like I did seven hundred hours recently in twenty seventeen, and that was a lot of it was through just simulating things. But yeah, you know, I still play quite a lot here and there. Um, just out of curiosity, do you guys play any other games? Like as much as you play Football Manager. Like obviously, Football Manager is probably the most played game for most of us. But do you guys play any other games on the side, or is it just kind of Football Manager now? I don't play any games apart from this. You just play Football Manager. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I mean, I I'll play uh, PES a little bit, um, just because it's a little bit more technical than FIFA is. I'll play FIFA a little bit, but I find myself getting bored with FIFA. It's mostly like the. Um, it's mostly the the sports games that you can go deep into, like either dynasty mode or like a career mode that I get into. That's why I like Football Manager so much because that's it's the ultimate career mode. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, um, I play quite a bit of Rocket League. Oh, nice! Um, that's a great game. Yeah, it is good. Really good fun. Um, yeah. we, we, me and my friends call it the hub game because if ever we can't decide what we want to play, we just play Rocket League until yeah. we can think of something else to play. Um, and I guess like survival games as well. I play quite so like uh, Daisy. I've yeah. got like about two hundred hours in that, and and Rust as well. I've got okay. a few hundred hours in Rust as well. So nice. Um, yeah. yeah, sort of. I would say so. Like FPS survival games and kind of strategy games as well. So I've got like City Skylines and. Uh, oh, I, I was going to say a lot of my games are um, creative sandbox manager games. Yeah, well, I've got City Skylines. Uh, Prison Architect is one of my favorite games. Oh, cool! Uh, I also like uh, Stardew Valley for some reason. I don't know. Oh why. yeah, I've been meaning to get Stardew Valley. It's, it's I've I've got it at Christmas this year, and I've just it's it's farming. Yeah, but it hooks Farmville. You. I don't <laughs> know why, but it hooks you. Stardew Valley. I like playing games like Civ. Uh, the Civ yeah, games. I've got I, Civ. Yeah, I think they're they're long, but they're good fun. And yeah. I've played a metric. I don't know if we're doing swearing on this podcast, but I've played a lot of Dota. Okay. I, I've got more hours in Dota, almost as many hours in Dota than I have in some Football Manager games. But wow. it's, it's very good fun. But yeah. I mean, being a university student, I, I have time yeah. for no reason, so I just kind of end up playing these games. But yeah, no, Rocket League, definitely. I love that game. Yeah, Rocket League's good fun. There's so much um, information, so much data that goes into, I mean, just thinking about the database for Football Manager, you have something really interesting coming up. Uh, Cleon, one of the biggest people in the community, uh, put out on Twitter that he really wanted someone to do a Moneyball type, like a Sabermetrics 
uh, type. If you don't know what that is, sabermetrics is a was first used in baseball in the U.S. to be able to really be able to find out just almost through raw data who the best baseball players to play on your team were and to trade for and to sign. So he was interested in having someone do a Moneyball type piece for FM, and it looks like Dictate the Game is going to be the one that's going to be on the uh, front foot to be able to start doing things like that. Yeah, so um, I saw his tweet the other day, and um, yeah, I'm doing a data analysis um, master's in September, so it's something that sort of sparked my interest, definitely, with the Moneyball side of things. And uh, one thing that... I think a common misconception is people think Moneyball is just buying low and selling high, but there's a hell of a lot more to it than that. And it's it's more about exploiting market trends and using your data to find overlooked players. So I think if you think about when it was pioneered in baseball with the Oakland days, they were bringing in players who, um, like Scott Hatterberg, who had completely ruptured a nerve in his um in his throwing arm, so he was basically considered completely useless by the Red Sox. But his his statistics for first base looked really good. So it's kind of finding those unwanted players, maybe who might be deemed too old or um, injury prone or th- something like that, and trying to exploit the market like that. So yeah, I'm trying to use the data within FM to sort of guide my sign-ins, if you like. Saber metrics in Moneyball uses really uh, one of the major, at least statistical uh, measures it uses is something called WAR, which is uh, wins above replacement. And it gives people like that's kind of their master stat. That's their uh, their kind of key to what they're looking at. So in football, in FM especially, it's going to be very difficult to find one master stat because it really isn't a situation where there is one master stat. So how are you going to go about finding that statistical knowledge base to be able to really open up a whole bunch of different ways of being able to play the game. Yeah, so that's that was a that's the big difficulty with trying to do it in football is that it's such a fluid game and you're not looking at one particular stat per position. So I guess the way I'm looking at it is I'm doing a 3-5-2 as my formation. So I'm trying to split my players up into groups where I want particular stats for particular roles. So for instance, my central midfielder, um, there's, there's going to be two center mids. Basically, I just want them to tackle, win the ball back, and then recycle the ball, whether that's to my number 10, who's going to be like the main creative influence, or to my wing backs. So the only kind of stats I'm looking for there is tackles, interceptions, um, passes completed, distance covered, that kind of thing. I just want sort of hardworking centre midfielders who are going to just uh, sort of put a shift in, really. Are you going to, you're, so you're splitting them up position to position because Cleon had mentioned something about, you know, doing it as roles. Are you going to be looking into that? Are you going to be working more into splitting the uh, pitch up into different areas and doing it that way? Yeah, I think definitely split it up into uh, different positions. It's, it's difficult to... If, I guess if you were playing total football and you wanted everyone to um, be really good at passing or and first touch and all that, then you'd be looking at those metrics for all across the, uh, the the field. But I think splitting it up is something that makes it a lot easier and a lot more manageable. We'll be looking for that next week on the site. Do you know which day that's going to be coming out? A Wednesday, I think. Wednesday. All right. So we'll be looking for that. Is it going to be a multi-part series or just really one article? Yeah, so we're picking up 
picking up where I left off with uh, Union Madeira, I've moved over to Crystal Palace uh, in the Premier League. So it feels like a, a good place to do that, to draw on sort of ext- extensive scouting network um, so I can look at a lot of players from a lot of different countries. Um, so yeah, picking up from there. Do you want to quickly talk about how everyone kind of joined? Because obviously me and I'm Luke... I'm not going to lie, I do not remember how half the people joined. I think it was all just kind of through us advertising for writers. And yeah, things. I think Eric was through the SI forms, or it might be. Uh, he, 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 he contacted me through the yeah. He contacted me through the SI form. I think uh, I got contacted through Twitter. I think. Oh right. I reached out needing needing writers. Yeah. And I said I would contribute the odd piece, or. And then you ended up getting much more involved. And now I'm just yeah yeah. Most of my blogging now is through um, Dictate the Game rather than my own uh, website. How did you actually get involved, Dom? How did I get involved? Yeah, I can't remember. I got involved because um, I I got a son in Football Manager. Oh, um, Paul Lowe. <laughs> I don't know if you guys were in FM Central, but basically I, was, I, was, I wasn't I was an admin, but I was kind of like a moderator or something, and I was kind of quite involved. And um, I, want, I had a really, you know, I used to post about my saves and all not, and then I had a, I think I had a Man United save, and I got a son in the Football Manager, and that is one of the... For those of you who don't know, getting a Sunday football manager is like a one in ten thousand chance. And I, I saved. I, I always, whenever I get like a youth intake, I always like save and reload like ten times or something to try and see if I get a son. And then I just kind of leave it. But I, I just, I was like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to try and get a son. And I, and I tried probably about, I don't know, about 100, 100, 200 times. And I finally got a son. Freaked out, and he was the worst player I've ever had. <laughs> he was awful. And um, I was Did you play right- him anyway. Oh yeah, I was England manager. He played. Every, he became England captain like two days later or something. I I was just yeah. He's playing every game, and Nepotism. I I kind of created this kind of facade that he was a real liability, and I was like this really famous. You know, I was England manager. I was Man United manager. I was like this world class manager, and then my son, I'd basically brought through the youth academy because he's my son, and he was like off at festivals, like doing all sorts of stuff. He was getting drunk and getting in trouble with the press and all this, and I made up mm-hmm. all of this kind of stories. Oh, it was so funny looking back at it. And it was like, I, I made all these uh, fake lab Bible posts. He was on BBC Sport and all this. Oh, it was very, very funny. And then I think you guys you know, picked me up and said, oh, do you want to do this regularly and talk about this guy? And I ended up coming on to do more regular stuff. But yeah, it was very funny at the time. Do you have a kid in real life? Are you going to call him Paul? I, I don't think Paul's a very popular name at the moment. And I really, I, I really could be like retro by the time. Uh... Yeah. Paul, it could come back around, you know? Yeah. Come back around. Yeah. Yeah. You know, these kind of things go in circles, you know, what the they name do, is. Yeah. I think Paul's a real possibility. No, I mean, it was, it was, I mean, I was very lucky to get a son. I don't know if you guys have ever had a son in football manager. Oh, I have never had it. I'm, no, never had it. I didn't even know that was a thing. So that ends up happening like one in 10,000 chance. If you, yeah. If your manager is over 35, that's the only condition. You don't have to. There was a there was a myth a while ago that you had to play for more than ten seasons at the same club, but that's a complete lie. Um, you just need to be over thirty five in game, and then there's a one in ten thousand chance of a player coming through with the same surname as you. And then in his information, it will have your name and then brackets father. Oh no way! I've never had that happen before. In like you know nine ten years of playing, I've never had that happen. Before. It's it's real. It's one of those things that no one. I've I've only seen like ten people that have had sons, and um and there was also no limit on how many sons you can have. 
You could have more than one son in the same intake. You could have a team entirely consisting of your children. Like quintuplets. Like you have quintuplets and they all get into your side. It's a nice little feature. Like, I don't think it affects that many people. It's a bit like the um, April Fool's thing that they do. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah, that's quite cool. I love the little added features and stuff like that. Mm. Um, Yeah, so the April Fool's one, what did it say? Like, you've got a massive um, transfer, like, uh, budget injection from the board or something of, like... takeover worth $500 billion or something. Yeah, something ridiculous into your transfer budget, yeah. Yeah, It was was very funny. I like it. Yeah, it's it's nice to have those little things that kind of... um, lighten the, the mood i guess because it can be quite a serious game i feel like the community is very uh they optimize a lot of things and it's it's like you either play it right or you don't play it right like yeah, yeah. i agree i think there is a lot of that it's how to play the game the right way is mm. most of the articles in the community um i think everyone's always looking at the the right way to play it and a better way to play so i remember seeing a post a while back um a guy had started a save as a manager called rari headnap um <laughs> Yeah, you were telling me about this. Yeah, go yeah, on. Yeah, and so he'd basically just gone into a club and was trying to ruin their finances, effectively, and just completely mismanage their finances. So he was signing like terrible free agents on five-year deals who were already sort of 34 and giving them ridiculous numbers. Of, I think he signed like Eunice Kabul and just players like that and just just really trying hard to play the game the wrong way, I guess. I suppose it's it's how you how you want to play the game, really, isn't it? No, and I mean, I was just about to say, and I think that um, that's that's the difference between the two kind of players, too. Like, if you want to play, like, I'm the kind of guy when I play video games, I'm always playing, like, career mode and trying to get as in-depth as I possibly can. And there's other people who want to play, like, arcade mode in video games where they're just playing, you know? So, I, I mean, it's it's the kind, but it's definitely the kind of game that if you, you have to get a vested interest in to be able to play the right way and to be able to have fun with because you could rage quit just from it being too hard within seconds if you don't go to the community and try to figure out what are some different ways I can play the game. Because you really need to be able to do that because it's just not easy. Yeah. It's one of those games as well, I think, where the more you put into it, the more you get out of it as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, which I guess makes people come back for more um, mm. in the long run, I would say. Yeah, so is it, this is going up on the YouTube, yeah? Yeah. The YouTube, yeah. And I think Sound- SoundCloud and iTunes as well, if we can yeah, get it. Yeah, ad on. revenue. Let's get it. <laughs> Spotify is a good shout as well. I don't know. As many different ones as you can get it on, yeah. How you would go about we'll doing give it a go. Um, And what else do you guys think we should put on the YouTube channel? Do you want to just do like a Q&A with Luke? Yeah, just a personal Q&A, just me and Luke. I'd be up for that. That sounds great. Why don't we do a tour yeah. of Hume's Bakery in the middle? Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Pimp my crib style. <laughs> bakery. Come and buy our cakes. How to make a 442 cake. Yeah. No, I think it'd be nice to put a couple of things up on there. If we decide to do like, there was a, I was talking a while ago that we were going to do some um, draft mode against each other. Yeah, that would, that kind of stuff, like match engine stuff um, yeah. of us playing would be a good thing to put up Or there. like, if any of us like, you know, like the, whatever it was, uh, Rari Nednap or whatever his name Rari, was. Yeah, Rari Headnap, yeah. Rari Headnap. If you want to do like a game-breaking thing or something, you could do it on there. And yeah, I, th- I think yeah. that'd be nice to kind of add a bit of like liveness. That, to... I, that, is, that would be something I would watch. If So say I listened along to a podcast and then that podcast was doing a head-to-head series where they were all playing the game and then commentating like... Or yeah, having live, live commentary. Like, yeah. So, yeah, so we could play against each other, be in the Discord and then shout at each other about the game. I think that's people that would be something that people would be interested in as well because if they've followed along with the podcast and they know us a bit, then that's definitely something. And they that, can understand things. Yeah. 
you know, yeah, I'll definitely. I think I'll be. I think I'll be good. And now that after 23 or so minutes, Dom, I have my headset fixed. We can talk about <laughs> we can talk about the website, dictatethegame.com. Dictatethegame.com is your one-stop shop for all things football manager. We talk about some football uh, topics as well. We're going to be doing some stuff on our YouTube channel. So if you're checking us out right now on the YouTube channel, make sure you like, subscribe, and share. Apple Podcasts, make sure you uh, subscribe to us there. And as always, check out the three articles that we have every single week. Week at dictatethegame.com plus the podcast on Sundays. And one of the articles that we had this past week, the Dynamo Project, you might understand and you might see the Dynamo Project from the website at dictatethegame.com. The author of the Dynamo Project and a really cool article that we had last week, Ehor is on with us right now. Good morning, Ehor from Montreal, right? Oh, good morning, guys. Uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm the author of the Dynamo Project. Which has been uh, ongoing since uh, well since I started the website basically like uh, this was back in uh, the end in the end of October actually yeah I remember the exact date the thirty first of October when I joined that's when I uh, did my first uh, entry and it's uh, it's basically uh, oh thanks again thanks for having me uh, on the podcast <laughs> and uh, yeah so I was um, I it's like a long save basically that I started with uh, with my a Ukrainian a team from Ukrainian league uh, Dynamo <laughs> Dynamo Kiev. Well, I guess what's unusual about this project is sort of sometimes, I mean, I don't do a typical, uh, like, sort of uh, every every time I don't just talk about the, write about the team. Like, I sort of do spinoffs. Like, I, I sometimes I use the, use my save to test out uh, a tactic. So I, I'll sometimes, like, uh, I, I, I won't discuss that much, like, narrative in terms of, like, you know, What's happening in the season or i mean i do i i've done it like uh so far i did uh I'm on my third season but i, I sort of get uh, sidetracked a lot by uh doing like uh experimentations on a, on a tactic and uh, so this this time uh the last uh, article i did was actually it, it's still dynamo but uh i i found that i have a really interesting player that uh came through my my uh youth ranks and uh in my uh, dynamo key of save and i trying to make a tactic uh, around this uh, this one player uh, i guess um, i'm not gonna spoil anything i'm saying he's he's basically like a really good uh, number 10 uh, like a classic number 10 uh, attacking midfielder and uh, sort of it inspired me to write about the the fantasista which is a bit of a it's a term like that's used in italy uh, a lot or like it's uh, to describe players like uh, like Maradona or Messi like these sort of like star number 10s like on on uh, on a team and uh, and I I tried to make a tactic basically centering on this kind of player you teased us too because you didn't give us the tactic yet I didn't exactly exactly like I did I, I dropped a little hint at the end of the the article and like I, I tried to make it a bit playful like I, I tried to I, I I asked members of the community to try to guess uh, what this uh, this team was uh, and I, I actually had a quite a few uh, guesses uh, over at the on, on our website and also at the at the forums at the Sega Sega interactive forums Is anybody right Actually, there was one. Yeah, one person was right. They, they uh, guessed right. it. So uh, I guess the deal was that uh, if somebody guesses it, then I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna upload the tactic w- uh, with my next article. Like I haven't, I never done that before. I never like uh, I guess I never used the Steam or uh, or any other ways to to upload. So I'm gonna have to figure it out and uh, put it up up there for people to uh, to in- to try it out. And if I mean, I, I it's that the the club is uh, is actually Portal. So I'm gonna recreate. Ordo's uh, tactic from 
four uh, champions league uh, type. Uh, win, win. That's the Mourinho, the Deco, the exactly. Yeah, that, that was like it's one of my favorite teams of all time. I think. I mean, uh, of course, you have the Mourinho as the as the manager, and I think really like to me that that was probably his. Uh, I know he went on like to have like like great great uh, success at Inter, uh, Inter at Milan at. Uh, Chelsea, Chelsea and uh, well, not so much success at uh, <laughs> at uh, United, but uh, to me, I think that was the, his high, highlight. I find like when he won the championships, uh, champion uh, Champions League with Porto, like in two thousand four, I think that was really special. Like to take a team like Porto, like I mean, I'm not saying they were a bad team, but no, no, who wins like, with Porto? <laughs> I mean, who wins the Champions League with Porto out of nowhere? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, they were such. They were underdog. Even even at, at that time, I think uh, they were very much like a workman like team. Like they were a very hardworking uh, team of guys, uh, and good. And that was amazing. But in terms of like star talent, and I, I, I don't think at that time any of the names really stood out, except maybe for uh, for Deco. Like Deco was sort of their uh, was their fantasista, was the the star player even before they won uh, won the league, uh, Champions League. But he took this team and just through his tactical uh, genius, and uh, he made them really work really well together. And that, that's what uh, really uh, I, I, I want to recreate that sort of tactic that he used, which was uh, it, it was a narrow, basically a, a, a narrow diamond. Uh, so I mean, I, I put it, the picture like sort of I, I put at the end of my article. It's the picture of what it's gonna look like, and then uh, yeah, I'm gonna try to recreate it with the uh, Dynamo Kiev. In recent years, I don't know, of course, with the Manchester United stuff with Mourinho, I don't know that he gets enough credit. I mean, I'm a guy who likes defensive uh, football. I mean, I'm a, I'm a guy who likes defensive football, and he's very defensive. But that defensive counterattacking style, I mean, I loved watching the inter-teams play. And Porto was great, too. So, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think he's a guy who gets enough credit. Yeah, I I, I I agree. Like I I think uh, maybe what happened with the like Man U- I mean Man United like tried to play like similar style of defensive football, but, but uh, I'm not sure. It's uh, maybe the team just wasn't uh, the, the players didn't mesh well with that style. But uh, I think I think for him to really like to really to succeed, like he needs a, a team that's not like a like a star team like Man United. Like if like if he t- if he goes back, maybe tries like uh, I heard some rumors that uh, is linked with Celtic. Uh, yeah, I heard those rumors as well. So, I, don't I don't know if he'll take it. But. Yeah, it was a bit, a bit of a like, for him, I guess, to drop down from uh, from United to Celtic. But I mean, maybe if he goes back to Portugal and like uh, go but goes back to his roots, like with uh, with Benfica or some or another uh, Portuguese team. So um, I've just found it. He works for a company called. A sh- on a show called On the Touchline with Jose Mourinho, and he covers Champions League this year. And it's on a show called RT, which is a TV network in America, I believe. Okay. Oh. But I don't know. It, apparently, apparently, uh, you know, that's what he's up to these days. I can't. I, I. I can't see him going back to a big team. I don't know who would take him. Not this time. I mean, I could see him. He'll drop down to a, like one of those one league teams. One one. With one team league teams, and then perhaps he'll do the thing like he did with uh, Milan, where he'll go back up and make his way back mm. up again. But I don't think anybody's going to yeah. take a risk on him just because, I mean, he lasts about three seasons and then everybody revolts against him. Yep. That's usually that's the three season syndrome with him, isn't it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, there was no revolt in, uh, I don't know, like Inter, like uh, in Milan, like what happened there? Like, like the, you just this, you got a better job offer uh, somewhere else. Is that why he left? It wasn't uh, because they were not successful. Like, yeah, he went to, he went, did he go to Chelsea or did he go to uh, Real Madrid after that? You went into then Real, then back to Chelsea. But I think that's quite a good sign of a good manager if you can go to different leagues and do really, really well in them. The other leagues are pretty good. <laughs> you know, I know that we've got four finalists all from England in the two finals. The scary thing is, is that I wrote an article last year about this time, just before the World Cup, and said it was basically an article slating England and being like, we're never going to win a World Cup or any European competitions because of the way that we uh, uh, look at youth players. And we don't really focus on the, the. We focus on one or two players per generation, and it never works. And then a season later, we've got to the semi-final of the Champions League, of the World Cup, sorry, and we've got four finalists in the Champions League and Europa League. It's like, are you kidding me? So it's aged I, I, really well, is what you're saying. Yeah, it's aged super well, super super well. <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I'm God surprised sake. that one of those uh, finalists is not. Uh, 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 Manchester City, like yeah, I mean, you Liverpool, which is not a, it's not a surprise. I mean, like they've been doing, no. really, doing really well all season long. But then the fact that uh, I mean, the, the two top dogs right now is Man- Manchester City and Liverpool. At, uh, yeah, but you don't have, I don't know, like I mean, they have a lot of difficulty, like uh, getting success, I guess. In uh, well, Man City uh, are on for a triple this year. They've got the league and the two cups, the domestic okay. ones. I'm guessing they really want that big price, though. I mean, that's something that's... Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, the Champions yeah. League's the one that they all want, obviously. It's crazy to think that, you know, we've got four teams in the English... Four English teams in the uh, Champions League and Europa League final, and they're not even going to win the league. I live in the Boston area, and the owners of the Boston Red Sox own now Liverpool. Yeah. So I've kind of de facto... That's become my Premier League team because mm-hmm. of that. And... Uh, as of a few years ago, and I said, "There's no way they're going to beat Barcelona." Yeah. After it was three 0 I said, "That's it." I said, "That's that was a really nice run. Let's just focus on the league. That's, that's great. That's great. That's crazy." And then all of a sudden, four nil. I never thought that I would see a Barcelona team be beaten four nil without Mo Salah, without Firmino. Well, they well, they did lose three nil yeah. to Roma a couple of years ago, didn't they? They that did. Was, still, I didn't see. Yeah, them. but they're still without was... Mo Salah, without Firmino. I. They, I no yeah. way. Divock Origi, are you kidding me? He was a quality player that day. <laughs> that day. <laughs> oh, not most days. Um, Eno, yeah. do, you, do you support a Premier League team or do you follow much of the Premier League? Uh, yes, I do. Uh, I support Arsenal. Oh, right. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for them to be in the Europa League yeah. final. <laughs> a bit sad that they haven't had much success in the, in the league, though. But uh, That's Arsenal for you. But I think they're, they're, they're getting there. What do you think about Emery, though? <laughs> I think he's he's done really great things, but uh, since since joining like uh, Emery, uh, I mean, I I was a big fan of uh, Arsene, of course, mm-hmm. uh, before Wenger, uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, I think they have a bright future ahead of, ahead of them. But uh, the new I I think he's had a pretty good season, all things considered. You've yeah. got teams like Man City and Liverpool doing what they're doing, and it's his first season in. He's got to a Europa League final. He's done pretty well there. Yeah. It's hard to compete with uh, Liverpool and uh, Man City mm. right now. Yeah. They're, they're unstoppable right now. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see it coming up, uh, you know, to see what happens with the league there. But we're definitely going to, on a future podcast, break down these European games, you know, in detail yeah. and get everybody on here and talk about what's going to go on. Because, I mean, an all-England Europa League and Champions League final is a big deal. 
especially for Dom. I mean, for, for me, for Ryan, for Luke, for Guy, any all of the English lot are just we. I don't think we've stopped drinking actually since <laughs> it happened. We've just been in a constant euphoria. It's yeah, definitely, and it's right during all of our exam periods, which is really, really useful for us. But yeah, no, it's been it's been great. Ehor, thank you very much for coming on with us. We appreciate it. If you uh, missed it, you can check out his article on dictatethegame.com right now, as well as everything else we have on the website, dictatethegame.com. Don't forget, Guy with his Moneyball article coming up, uh, direct request from Cleon himself. Mm-hmm. We're going to be uh, tackling that at dictatethegame.com on, I believe, Wednesday. And uh, make sure you check out YouTube channel. Make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts. Whatever you got to do to be able to be connected with Dictate the Game, do it. And we'll talk to you next week. Is there anything you wanted to add, Luke? Uh, No, I think so. All right, cool. City is still alive here. Palatelli, Aguero!